important info that we've got it and we are all that. We are super pumped, excited. Got a lot of passion going on today because of course it is Tuesday and you know what that means. It's Triumph Tuesday. We're going to chat about ways that you can triumph or maybe celebrate what you're already triumphed from. Good morning, everyone. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live from Providence, Rhode Island with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. I feel good this morning. And, you know, <laughs> excuse me, Triumph Tuesday is always a great day to um, acknowledge your goals. Where are you going? Where did you come from? What did you achieve? But also, you know, in a joyful way to be kind, but be passionate about what you're passionate about. And obviously, we have a lot of things to share with you today, as we always do on every day. So I'm going to turn it over to the firecracker. Right. Well, you know, we've been, we always really make our audience and viewers, listeners aware of different things that are going on in our world, because obviously we know that things that are in our own community, in our own state, in our own country, impact our health and wellness. It has to be that way, right? Because if we're, humanity is, is kind of fickle where, where they see uh, an injustice or something that they want to question they get very passionate about it and we have the same feeling towards a lot of different things and we have been bringing to light quite a bit of information on crt if you don't know what crt is it is critical race theory which most people will argue the point that it is not fact-based it is theory-based and it goes on the premise of that our society is really based on the color of our skin in the sense of kind of putting us boxes. So there's a box for the oppressor and there's a box for people that are oppressed. So we chatted about that pretty, pretty in depth last time, but I wanted to share kind of an update of where parents are from a perspective of contacting their school boards, contacting their school committees, because First off, CRT is nothing new. It has been actually in existence for 80 to 90 years. I'm not gonna get into the history of it, but what I'm gonna tell you is if you're experiencing different things, different changes going on within your own school, these things did not just occur overnight. That is the big assumption that all of a sudden this new curriculum is coming in and we're gonna kind of try it out and see how it fits and blah, 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 blah. No, there is a narrative uh, as we frequently chat about on Two Sisters, there's always a story behind the story. So I would have to say that for most people, they might might have started to see changes within their school districts or their particular schools, you know, maybe starting off with a new principal or a new superintendent. And then maybe a year later, you know, all of a sudden there's an assistant. Just some some slight changes where they're so slight. You really don't notice them, right? You're too busy. I mean, especially over the last 15 months, I would have to bet that most parents, especially dealing with schools, were really focused on their children, remote learning, not being teachers themselves, which they are teachers because they're actually the first teachers of their children, but not doing it in such a school setting per se. So they were preoccupied, I think. Don't you think, Jen, that parents were preoccupied the last 15 months? Well, absolutely. So why not try to um, manipulate manipulate your silly putty and just kind of sn sneak things in? 
And the other word that obviously we're hearing a lot about, um, I just want to add this to the conversation, <laughs> is systemic. Ooh, I could talk for hours and hours about that. But what I will say about systemic is there are a lot of systemic morons out there. And I'll just leave it at that. Well, systemic does have a big play in it because CRT is really chatting about race in a different way. And as we chatted when we first started talking about CRT, racism does exist. You know, human nature is such that we're not perfect. We're all, we're all made perfect in God's image. I truly believe that. But then what happens is the two sides of the coin, you've got good and bad, good versus evil, dark versus light, uh, day and night. You know, so there, there's two coins. And where humans kind of fail is because we have free will. We have the free will to make choices. And that is what really gives us the opportunity, though, with humanity that we're also, as kind of icky as that sounds, we're also redeemable. We also can be sorrowful. We can also change our ways, look at things from a different lens, per se. And that is one of the key with CRT, they have a lot of key phrases and key trigger words. So looking through a lens is, is another one. But racism does exist. But the problem with CRT is, first off, I do not believe, and this is uh, my opinion, I do not believe our country is as a whole systemically raced, systemically racism all over the place. That is not true. Was that true many, many years ago? I would tend to think that. When I talked about years ago, I'm talking 50s, 60s. I don't think we are that way now. Do I still believe it exists? Absolutely. And I think it's an injustice. And it is something that as parents, uh, we have to be mindful. And that has to do also do has to do with how we bring up our children, right? So I do agree with that. But you cannot say that you're going after racism by creating more racism. And I believe that's what CRT is doing. So for a quick update of what CRT is, it's two boxes. You have people in two boxes. You have the oppressed oppressors box, which is all white men, all white men and all white women. So the entire white race is in one box. And then you have the oppressor, uh, the oppressed box. Those are anyone that is not white. So African-American, uh, Asian, Indian, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Puerto Rican, whatever, you, whatever Spanish, whatever you want to come up with, they're all in that box, right? But the unique piece to it is that white women in particular are also in two boxes. We're actually the only ones that are in two boxes per se. Because A, we're white, so we're the oppressor. But because we're women, we're also oppressed, which is so bizarre to me. But anyways, uh, also included in that would be transgender. That is another thing that is uh, infiltrating the curriculum of school through a form of what they're guising as health education, but it's really an advanced sexual education course that's very descriptive. So much so uh, that Worcester, Massachusetts just passed it. And I actually, on my personal leave page, have actual excerpts from their actual curriculum, uh, identifying what grade level, identifying uh, not only grade level, age level, and what the curriculum actually in print says. Most people will kind of do their own diligence, read that and say, 
that is inappropriate. Uh, that language is inappropriate for children as young as five. Uh, it, it, it's just a little, just doesn't make sense why they're doing something like that. The other key piece to it is critical race theory is just that it's a theory. It's not factual based. There are people that have that narrative and they are using quote, their teachings. And it's not that your school is going to implement say a CRT course. That is not what it is. A lot of people are confused on that. Isn't an actual course, you call it curriculum. It is using the current curriculum, but intertwining it with key words, words, coined phrases. So, excuse me, if you're hearing phrases, white fragility, white privilege, and there's a whole list of them. And I'm not going to go through the whole list right now because I, we did that on our last podcast. But what I'm saying is there are key things that are going on. And school committees and school boards are not necessarily calling it CRT, but they're, they're, they're using the tenets of CRT. So my question would be, um, why is it that so many states already have bans and actually set up legislation and law to ban CRT? That's a like, you know, that's kind of like a ding, ding, that's a bell moment, right? You also have, over the last 10 to 15 days, you've had parents outrage, rightfully so, taxpayers, rightfully so, teachers, rightfully so, going up against their school committees or board of education, asking some very hard questions on how this all started, how this got implemented under the noses of so many. So a lot of times a school committee or a school board or whatever, oh, you know, we chatted about it, you know, so I'm going to give an example because there is an important school committee coming up this Wednesday at seven o'clock. Uh, the details is in Charlton, Massachusetts, and it has to do with the Dudley Charlton district. And why I have a vested interest in that is because I have family there. I have grandchildren there that go to this school. So you bet your sweet booty, this money boss is going to chat about it. This naughty boss is going to say, wait, stop, put the brakes on it. What happened in the last 15 months that parents, grandparents, taxpayers were unaware that this was going on? And now they're, they're coming to a crossroads. Parents are asking questions, which is great. They're getting the word out to go. And what I would also say is it's not to go to the school committee and bark orders. It's not to get so emotional so emotional, which is an emotional subject, no doubt. But you have to be articulate. You have to present yourself uh, in a uh, fashion that you're going to ask the hard questions. You're also going to be respectful, not only in the school board, board of, uh, board, of, board of Education, but for the parents that are there that are really just trying to understand it. So if you get all worked up and you start throwing accus accusations out without asking the hard questions first, you're not going to get anywhere. That is not a way to go to a school committee to ask questions. But what I will say is you do have to ask the hard questions. So some of the information that I've been privy to already, which is actual correspondence and documentation from the assistant uh, superintendent of the school, uh, there's a lot of contradictions in there. There's timeline contradictions because parents will say, wait a minute, you know, where are the minute, minutes you created this equity committee? Equity is another key word, uh, coined phrase that you're going to hear a lot of. And at first, when you hear about it or when parents hear about it, you say, well, this doesn't sound like a bad thing. You are enlightening our children on, you know, different races and treating everyone with the same respect. That's not how they're doing it. There's a way of teaching certain things age appropriate, but they're also intertwining this sexual 
courses that are going to be in there. Now, I'm not saying this particular district is going that far, but the experts that I've already spoken to about it said that there is a pattern. The pattern first starts with a, a, cha a change of command, change of superintendent, change of uh, an assistant, maybe uh, some new principals. And a lot of these people do not have a vested interest in that community because they don't even live there. Some do, some don't. The other key piece is you start seeing some, some slowly things where they're, they're going right to the student and forming committees. A lot of this stuff is behind the scenes that the parent doesn't know. And of course, the parent is the almighty person that's in charge of that child. So why would you disguise and or kind of hide things in such a way that they wouldn't know about it? And again, I'm gonna give people the benefit of the doubt that it wasn't done on purpose, but because of the correspondence that we already have in place, the emails and the uh, just the back and forth of parents, uh, most people would come automatically to that conclusion. I would hope that instead of coming to that conclusion, ask the hard questions first. You know, how did this, you know, particular person get hired? You know, understanding that in this particular community, they hired a consultant who is a supposedly a CRT specialist, has a uh, only a company that's been around for three years. Um, there's little information that you can find, but I did dig up a lot of information on social media. <clears throat> Excuse me, social media. He has a tendency from his uh, writings and, and what he's stating, I would consider it from my personal point of view as a CRT Marxist. Um, many people know that I've been very outspoken about the BLM movement. Uh, I'm not, ex uh, not opposed to Black Lives Matter, White Lives Matter, Indian Lives Matter, Jewish Lives Matter, red, yellow, I don't care what color you are, we all matter, right? Well, you gotta be not human if you don't think all lives matter, P.S. However, I'm opposed to, and it's again, my personal, my personal opinion, I am opposed to the Black Lives Matter movement because it is another thing that is disguised under that. Black Lives Matter movement is actually uh, just reformatted, renamed, repackaged from the underground movement of the 60s, which is really going against, uh, you know, against government and, you know, anti-American, anti this, anti that. Now, I don't, I'm not saying that there's not some pieces to it that uh, are important and get you to think. Um, however, um, the way that that particular movement is, I don't see them actually doing any good for the movement they claim that they're helping. I think that's, a, you know, to me, it's all about Marxist and getting people to, uh, you know, for, for a whole list of things. So we're not gonna go into that. These are all things that they're entwining into the CRT. So with that, you know, I suggest people, you know, get involved, go to your school committee meeting, which is gonna be this Wednesday. I'm gonna post the information there and find out, ask those hard questions. You know, why would you try to implement a curriculum kind of, uh, you know, under the radar, in the last 50 months where parents were preoccupied with what? We were preoccupied being locked down. You're preoccupied all of a sudden you're that homeschool teacher. You're preoccupied with learning a curriculum because you know what, you're the parent and you send your child off to school. And while you teach the basics to your children, of course, you know, teacher being a quote, a professional teacher is you're not your forte, right? So why would they try to implement all these different things when parents' focus was not on that? Their focus was dealing with the pandemic. Those are the hard questions. Also, the correspondence that people are going to be bringing to this meeting will in fact show a timeline that just doesn't make sense. And there's a lot of contradictions of what kind of fluff words they're using mm -hmm. uh, to introduce all of this versus not. So I, you know, we want to make 
we want to make our viewers aware that this is happening here in this particular district. But guess what? It's happening everywhere. It's happening in New York, New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio. I mean, it's happening everywhere. Why is that? Jim, why do you think that all of a sudden all of these states are going through the exact scenario, same issue at the exact same time? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't add up. Well, here's what my gut is telling me. And usually my gut is pretty right. Not all the time, I will add. And I don't have any factual basis, but this is my opinion. And I want to make that very clear. <clears throat> Think of a slingshot. That slingshot is pretty powerful. You're holding it on one end. You're holding it with another, um, with your other hand. And there's a, typically a ball or something like that, or some kind of projectile. So as all this other stuff is happening, the school board goes bing and it comes back to them because I think a lot of times these school boards are not asked the questions, <laughs> will not be, don't think perhaps that they will be not only asked, but that people will start to connect the dots, so to speak, because they are preoccupied. So I think they were clever in the sense, and now I'm not condoning this, but I think that they were clever in the sense that, hey, let's just throw this out there. Let's start mixing it up. And then the silly putty comes into play. Well, there are a lot of smart people out there, meaning the parents. <laughs> that are starting to connect the dots that are that are starting to see that it is okay to ask the hard questions and i want to make it perfectly clear as well when these school boards are up against these hard questions you know i i just want to say these hard questions are not directed at them personally the parents that are asking the questions are taxpayers. And as a taxpayer, anybody that holds a public office is subject to questions, hard questions, um, <laughs> is subject to the will of the public, the will of the district, the will of the people. And, you know, that's pretty evident. Like if you hear some of the responses from well-educated um, political figures, and I'll just leave it at that, and people may know who specifically I'm thinking about. <laughs> when you have to constantly come back with, I am this, I am that, but what you've said and done in the past contradicts what you just said, that's, that's a slingshot. That's coming now. The slingshot is starting to be reversed. And school boards, public officials, you know, all the higher ups, so to speak, are like, holy crap. You know, people are starting to wake, wake up. The slingshot is now being directed at me. Keyword slingshot and silly putty. There you go. And that is so true. And I think part of it is, 
you know, you, you always want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. You truly do. You don't want to go in there with accusations. But when you do have correspondence, uh, I have to say in this particular district, kudos to the parents that have been digging, doing the research, checking with individuals, checking on this consultant that was hired, and really educating themselves on what this actually means. Because you're talking about changing the director, direct, direct, trajectory. That's a hard word, or changing changing the course. That's an easier way to say it. Uh, you know, of of a child's life and using the the guys as changing the hearts and minds of children. The point being, it's not a teacher's job to change the hearts and minds of a child. It's the teacher's job to teach. Let them teach. From what I understand, um, this particular district has had three webinars with this particular consultant. Their last webinar was Monday, yesterday, the 21st. And the last question posed was basically, how are you going to implement my, my, my teachings with your curriculum? Or how are you going to implement my curriculum into your classroom? I'm not even sure that the, the you know, from what I understand, there's quite a few teachers, I would say more than half for sure, that are totally against this so now you've got teachers up against the wall because they would like to speak out i've talked to so many teachers that are retired that are, are appalled by this that the school district would even consider something like this you know when you're introducing and and basically telling a child that they have to be ashamed of the color of their skin um that you know basically they're bad because of the color of their skin and there's also been a lot of outcry especially from the African-American community, basically saying, you know, don't tell me I'm oppressed. Don't tell me, you know, the white folk kept me down and kept me from getting an education. I did it on my own two feet. Uh, you know, I came from nothing and I knew I had to work hard. So you're basically telling one group of people um, that they have to be ashamed that they were born white and that the other people have to be ashamed for the color of the skin because they're not going to get anywhere in life. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And believe me, that is, that's the least complicated way to explain it, CRT, is that the white race, that they're going to teach people, uh, young minds that we already talk about, that their brains are like sponges, that they need to be uh, embarrassed. And that's a very simple version of the color of their skin and shame on them for being white because they're bad. And every other color of skin out there of the rainbow including um, uh, adding in like transgender or you know any of that piece to it, that you are nothing, you will never amount to nothing because the white colored skinned people are keeping you and preventing you from being successful and being, preventing you from being productive, prevent, my hair's all in my face, protecting, uh, preventing you from mounting anything in life. What a message to be teaching fifth grade, uh, for, you know, kindergarten, fifth, uh, first grade, second grade, all the way up. There's a curriculum piece to it. So again, it's not, it is not, I want to make sure we understand that. It is not that they're teaching a specific class. It is woven into the verbiage. And I'm going to give you a very simple, simple, two, two simple explanations. And these are very simple examples. I encourage everyone to go to the school committee meeting that Wednesday and it's, I believe it's at Charlton Middle School, but I, I'll post where it is at seven o'clock and listen. You know, even if you don't want to ask the questions, just go listen to the parents that already done 
a lot of research, a lot of homework and hear where they're coming from. And then you're gonna hear it right from the mouths of the school committee and the, hopefully the uh, superintendent and the assistant superintendent. So two small examples. And these are actually happened by the way. A child, uh, very young, and I wanna say uh, maybe about four, third, fourth grade, whatever the, the, whatever was being kind of woven into whatever she was learning. She comes home and her mom is watching a movie. I believe it was a movie. And she commented, oh my God, I love that outfit. You know, she's so cute. She looks so cute in that outfit. I've got to try to find out what store. And her daughter turns to her and says, mom, are you bi? And the mother like, like almost spits out, you know, her drink that she was drinking. What did you ask me? Are you bi? Are you bisexual? She says, why on earth would you ask me that question? I'm married to your dad. Why would you, like, wh where is that coming from? Now, again, this doesn't mean there's anything wrong with somebody that's bisexual, but why would all of a sudden a child that young come home and ask the question where she never heard it from her own home, the own safety of her own home. She didn't hear it from her parents about maybe sexual education and kind of enlightening them on what they thought was appropriate for whatever age she specifically was. Oh, you know, we, you know, it, it, we you know, girls like each other and think each other is pretty, that they're bisexual. We've got to, you know, we got to know that. The mother was appalled. That's the longing for a child come home and say that. And it does not mean that that subject doesn't have to be touched upon but where's the parents' input? Isn't that parents' right? Another very simple example of CRT. The math, right? One is black. And they're not teaching a specific course. They're going in ideology and they're indoctrinating children through their regular courses, but just using keywords and samples. You are a white teenage boy. You are a black teenage boy. You both just got your car. What is the probability and or percentage that a police officer who we know is all about police brutality, which one of the boys do you think the percentage and the probability would be that they would get pulled over? Now, again, they're using a mathematical kind of a, you know, problem solving percentages. They're talking about that, but they're introducing two different races and they're now also introducing their ideology of police and police brutality. So you're connecting all the dots. Is that a teacher's job? My opinion is no, uh, that this is not a right way of teaching. And I truly believe that teachers do not, you're gonna have those few teachers that do, just like we always talk about in any case scenario, uh, police, teachers, physicians, scientists, lawyers, doctors, you're all gonna have a few that are either a little cray cray or have their own ideology that interjects into what their profession is and they're not good for their profession. Those are called bad apples, right? Talking about school, those are bad apples. Doesn't mean that everyone's a bad apple. So I'm not saying that all teachers are like this. And I'm also saying that most teachers probably don't want this type of curriculum because that's an added stress, which we already know stress affects our health and wellness. It's an added stress for them to put out a curriculum that they're against, that they don't believe in, that they also feel like it's no business them to even interjecting that way. That's a parent's responsibility. And that's why parents and taxpayers alike have to go 
and be aware of what's going on in their school district. Because guess what? Your taxpayers, your tax dollars are going for what? To pay for your school board and or your school committee. So ultimately, guess what? You're the employer. You're the employer, not the other way around. So you ask the hard questions, you get involved, you understand, because what is happening is they've already kind of infiltrated universities. And now the next step is to infiltrate K through 12. These are the future generations that are going to hold uh, political offices, maybe be involved in our community. Do we want that type of ideology infiltrating their precious brains and minds without doing uh, our own due diligence of a taxpayer and or parent or grandparent knowing what your child's or any child is learning? It's our responsibility. They can't speak up for themselves. They don't know what they're being taught. They're just happy. They're probably just, especially after the last 50 months, are just happy to get back to school and see their playmates. So can you imagine two little girls in the play yard? One compliment, oh, you're so pretty. I like your hair. And you know, then they're going to use that to interject. Oh, we got to embrace your sexuality. And I'm not saying, I want to make sure that I'm clear about this. I'm not saying that those hard conversations as they get older, those particular topics need to come up because you want to make sure that everyone is welcomed and everyone's treated in the same manner. So my suggestion, and this is how I'm going to leave it, and then I'm going to turn it over to you to close out. There is one curriculum that is never dated. It stands the test of time. It embodies the human spirit. And this would be one that should be in all curriculum, not in just schools, should be in our workplace, should be in our churches, because you have to know that too, that this particular ideology is gonna butt heads with Christianity altogether. They're, they're totally contradictory. But this particular rule is universal. It should be widespread. It should be worldwide. It's the golden rule. Treat other people the way you would like to be treated and pass kindness on, tolerance, those kinds of things. Children do not see color. And it is the adults that are infiltrating the minds of children that just wanna be happy and have playmates and learn and be children. Why make them cultural Marxists? And I'm gonna turn it over to you, Jam. Wow, so much I could say, but we wanna wrap it up because we do respect your time. Um, we do appreciate the feedback, the comments, um, the direct messages, keep them coming. The golden rule here, here is what we were brought up with and how we live our lives. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0 in North Haven, Connecticut, where we're going to have a lot of rain today, but I'm with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, AKA Naughty Bus live from Providence, Rhode Island. Gonna check out Federal Hill today before we take a jet plane all the way home back to Vera Beach. It has been a pleasure and honor to be able to share what we know, share our passion, and we will see you tomorrow for Wealth Wellness Wednesday, where we're going to talk about how to have a good relationship with money and paying it forward and being kind to everyone, like we do every day. It all impacts our health and wellness. You guys have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.